It is a Thursday edition. The Jack Michael Show coming to you live and direct from our studios at 1020 South 25th Street in Fargo. Oh, my Gundersons. Yeah, our Gundersons uh, studios here. Gundersons Uptown in Maine, West Fargo, or Gundersons.com. It's a busy show today. Guardsy coming up at, at around 1220 today. We'll get a little feel of Gophers Northwestern, the Pulse of Minneapolis-St. Paul, Vikings in action this weekend against the Chargers. And uh, in, a, in a second, Kyle Elfrink, our fantasy guru, will join us in case you want to know who to start, who to sit. But you've been hearing uh, today on The Fan and really all of our properties as we are all in on Gobbling Up for the United Way. Hornbachers is happening. Derek Hansen is doing We only have Kyle for just a, a couple of minutes. He's a busy man, too. And, Kyle, I know that if you were here, you would have been with Derek over there eating those uh, those turkeys, gobbling up for the United Way. Problem with that is that uh, they taste so good, then you mess that, uh, that, that tryptophan in there. And then all of a sudden, you're probably resting by 2.30. Hi, Kyle. How you doing? Yeah, I don't want that to de- uh, scare Derek off, though. He can still bring me a sandwich. Right. And, and as soon as I get done here, I'll book a flight. I'll be there for the turkey uh, sandwich and be uh, back tonight by 6 o'clock, hopefully. There you go. Get ready for your podcast and your shows yeah. on Sirius XM. Yeah, we'll talk about who the turkeys are and who the ones to fly with today. See what I did right there, Kyle, on our fantasy <laughs> uh, football? I'm, I, you know, it's curious. I was down the hall. Uh, earlier today in one of our shows, and and uh, I'm not even, which is odd because I'm not involved in our in our office fantasy. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody asked. I, I don't know why. But but they, uh, they must think you have an inside connection right. somewhere, and they yeah. don't want to tempt fate. Yeah, yeah. To, to to a guy from St. Louis, that that's where my inside connection is. But it's funny. Those that own Herbert, I don't know how you own both of them, but I guess to each their own in their league. Those that own Justin Herbert, and those that own Kirk Cousins, and. <laughs> Let's start there because that would be an interesting quandary uh, this week. My guess is because it's not like the Chargers are our defensive prowess right now, and Kirk might put some big yards up. I'm curious what you think on, on those two quarterbacks. I don't think it's just the random owner in your office league, Jack, that may have that issue because you think about it, Herbert, a uh, top five quarterback, and then you know some people think Cousins is number twelve. Some yeah. people have him at fifteen. Some people have him at seventeen. So. You know, there are many people out there probably looking at that, and I think the game total for that game, maybe you've got it in front of you. What is it, 54? It's way up there. Yeah, somewhere Uh, in that area, yeah. Yeah, we've been hitting unders all season in the NFL, so to see a 54, you're right. Both sides, quote-unquote, should be scoring. I'd still go Justin Herbert here, um, and and I give that because quite – this is a tough decision. If somebody wanted to argue Cousins, you could go that route. For me – Justin Herbert is a guy that starts every single week, as long as everybody's out there and good to go. Now, you might say, well, Austin Eckler, he's not out there. That actually may hurt or help Herbert just a bit. Sure. For him to throw more and more and more. Uh, we'll see with Eckler. I uh, didn't practice yesterday. We'll have to get the practice report today. But give me the slight edge to Herbert because I think that is an offense where I just feel a little more comfortable about 38 to 42 passes. The Vikings usually only get there if they fall behind. Now, they could certainly do that. They could easily fall behind, but I'd still go with Herbert. I think both guys, though, when it's all said and done, will kind of land in that QB1 range to where they'll both be top 12 quarterbacks. I think it's a great take, and I think that particular game, Kyle, and you can speak to this, if if you have a running back involved in that game, God bless you, more power power to you. Yeah, well, and, 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 you know, obviously – you know, obviously the trade yesterday for Cam Akers, I wouldn't suspect he's he's totally up and running. Although you've got, you know, the, the relationship with Kevin O'Connell. Sure. So, you know, maybe some of that carries over from the L.A. days. But Minnesota's just got to get back to running. I mean, just the raw number of rushing attempts this year is embarrassing. And 
you know, the, the EPA numbers are ugly. That's, the, you know, kind of the expected boost with each play call at running. I think the Vikings are 32nd. They're dead last in the NFL. That's how bad and how weak their rushing attack has been. I would have to think, going up against the Chargers here, they want to get that reestablished, and they may do that early on just to get some kind of groove because they've totally abandoned the rushing attack in the first two weeks. A few minutes remaining with Kyle Elfrink, our fantasy guru, and then we'll let you know how you can uh, hear more from Kyle. Uh, here's one, Josh Fields or Patrick Mahomes? No, I'm just kidding. The uh, <laughs> Let's stay with <laughs> Nothing against Josh Fields. That poor man, he's had to sit and backtrack on, on a, after a press conference, for goodness sakes, and Chicago seems to be a little bit of a dumpster fire. But a quarterback question, Joe Burrow owners, Kyle. Number one uh, suggestion for Joe Burrow owners, and for a guy like, you know, I don't know how many people are like me, I've got uh, Tua and Joe. Took Joe, uh, you know, as my QB1, and then kind of, you know, about fourth lap around went, oh, okay, I'll take two. I guess he's there. Well, <laughs> now Tua, Tua put up some numbers right out of the gate, and, and Joe is Joe. So take us through the Burrow ownership. Well, I, you know, I would say this. If you drafted Burrow in, in any point past, like, mid-August, you probably should have gotten a backup just because that calf injury yeah. made him a question mark for the start of the season. Now he made it back. Now, in hindsight, we maybe say, well, he probably shouldn't have made it back that early. Uh, for those who missed it, his calf has, has kind of been re-injured. Um, he's expected to play, but there was a report yesterday, I think it was an NFL Network report, that the calf injury is probably going to hang around with him. You know, it's going to be one of those lingering issues. If I've got that Tua versus Burrow thing, I'm going tug of Iloa. Yeah. And, and I think Joe Burrow at this juncture, I know the numbers were, quote-unquote, better in week two, but the play – wasn't any better. If you watch that game, that that was still a big struggle for the Cincinnati offense to get going. Um, until he shows signs of getting back to Joe Burrow, I, I think you seriously have to consider a backup like Tua. So in your case, yeah, go with the Dolphins QB. And for other people out there who just have Burrow, you need to get yourself a second QB. You just have to because this could be something where it's not going to destroy his season, but it pulls him back to the middle of the pack. He's no longer an elite guy. And, and that may sound foolish to say after two weeks, but have you watched the two weeks? They're really ugly. He doesn't look right. This offense isn't – I mean, J- Jamar Chase, I think it's 10 catches for 70 yards. Thanks. Seven yards a catch. His career number is like 12, 12 and a half thereabouts. And last season, I think Jamar Chase had one game under 40 yards. The first two games this year, he's under 40 yards in both of them. So until further notice, you, you have to find a backup plan for Joe Burrow. The, uh, my last one for you. Oh, look, there's Derek's walking the doors down the hall. That's, he, he <laughs> does did he have spe- the sandwiches? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. He has a Jenny O'Turkey. We'll try to shove it through the microphone down all the way to you and then get that in there. Uh, my last one for you, the heart you heard breaking and the tears you, heard, you probably felt falling, both on a personal note for Nick Chubb and then because, you know, there's a personal side, obviously, to this – and then there's the fantasy side, which doesn't mean as much as the personal side for, for Nick Chubb. But but to, to the Chubb owners out there, uh, his replacement, is that a way to go? Where You know, what, what running backs would be, be available out there for those that have lost to Nick Chubb? Yeah, I, I think Ford was the, a huge call for everybody because not only does he become the guy, but we also saw on Monday night after the injury to Chubb, Jerome Ford looked fine. And, and Cleveland, for all their faults, um, and maybe it's more Nick Chubb than other guys, but they've been consistently good running the football for the last half decade. They are also a team that invest in running the football. Um, they love to do that. Now, maybe that changes with Ford, but I think he's the easy grab. I know a lot of people blew a lot of free agency budget money on him this week, and I don't disagree with it. Uh, Kareem Hunt has been signed. 
that's not going to be any kind of immediate threat. Maybe we get deeper in the season. Cream Hunt hasn't really looked good for two years. I think the, the Browns were just nervous. And in terms of other guys, I, yeah, a lot of people have bailed on Cam Akers. I, I don't think that's a bad pickup. If people have moved on from Madison, not a bad pickup. Anybody you're picking up right now is just kind of a dart throw at yep. this juncture. Um, if you're looking for just a one-week fill-in, we should note New Orleans. Uh, probably not going to have Jamal Williams. In fact, they're not going to have Jamal Williams. I think Alvin Kamara still has two more games on his suspension. So there's a rookie, Kendra Miller, who we've seen very little of. He's been injured throughout much of camp, didn't play in the first two games. He's probably your lead back for the New Orleans Saints this week. So if you're truly desperate looking for a dart throw, uh, Kendra Miller with the Saints would be the call. Getting to a point now where if you have a running back that garners points, you you obviously are in, in good shape because there was a time back in the day Hi, and good to see you, Derek. By the way, did you get a turkey uh, for 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 Kyle? Did- uh, I did not. I, I heard you on the way over here, and I don't know how that's functionally possible. Hey, you know, I don't I, know if we can fax that. I'd be, I'd be. A, it was, uh, I don't know. A- Amazon does some amazing things. Yeah, you know, they did day fresh bud here yeah, one time on a truck from St. Louis, and it got here at that night. I mean, that was pretty impressive. I don't think I can do the same in return for you. You know so. what Amazon no, does. Amazon pulls in $15 a mine a month now because I had to, had to lock in to see a Thursday night football. Yeah, you better start buying well, stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's for so many of us, got to watch Thursday night football, even tonight. And I, I will say, for you were talking running backs real quickly. The Matt Breda, Gary Brightwell thing, mm. not touching it. Not, mm. not interested at all. And, you know, I, I think Barkley's going to miss a few weeks, but certainly tonight against the Niners, not interested in those guys. And even moving forward. I think it's going to be a real chore for the Giants, and, and a lot is going to fall on Daniel Jones' shoulders uh, over the next two weeks. Yeah, yeah. As we like to say here, you could watch that game on the radio, uh, Giants and the Niners. <laughs> uh, that's right. Uh, you can you could watch Kyle on on the satellite as well. Kyle, how do people get a hold of your your stuff? How do they hear you? How do they contact you? Yeah, you mentioned the podcast. We got those going up pretty well every day. I, I was out of town for a couple of days this week, so we've uh, get a couple of days, but we're back at it today. So. That's over at FantasyGuru.com. Got the Sunday night show. We always love pointing people in the direction of that for serious. I'm on throughout the weekend, but that Sunday night show is uh, coming up at 10 o'clock Central. And it kind of, I did not know this until I happened to be up early, early, early Monday morning. Uh, it reruns all through the night hours. So it's going to be your one-hour recap of everything that happens, good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, that, that is live at 10 o'clock, but it goes throughout that Sunday night, morning, morning, uh, Monday morning kind of run there those are golden nuggets baby those are golden nuggets we'll turkey up next time for you kyle thanks for making time for us we really appreciate that here on the fan have a good uh, nfl week kyle you bet enjoy the game tonight enjoy the weekend uh we'll talk next week all right buddy kyle alfrink our fantasy guru we come back we're on guard justin guard standing by hey man you said if you ain't first you're last ricky i was high when i said that but that doesn't make any sense at all First, you're last. You, you can be second. He's in the Cake Eater Hall of Fame. Cake Eater. His life's never been sweeter when you're just a cake eater. Nadal and Federer wish they were this good looking. I got to tell you, that suit looked like a piece of good God wrapped up with some have mercy with a side of. Mm. He's the one and only Justin Gar. to the party, uh, Derek and Justin, uh, is Travis Kelsey dating Taylor Swift? And if they married, is there a prenup involved? These are the hard-hitting questions, I think, outside of Gophers and Northwestern coming up another thing. Hi, JG. How you doing, Gardzi? I'm well. Let's start, let's start with the second question. Okay. I would imagine there's a prenup involved. Okay. Uh, Taylor, Taylor's no dummy. I would imagine there's a prenup involved. She's about to become a billionaire, if not already. Um, 
and we don't know. There, I was just talking about this the other day. How good is it to be Travis Kelsey or any of these guys that can just say on a podcast, "Hey, I want to, I want to know Taylor Swift," yeah. and allegedly it happened. You know, yeah. we'll see. It hasn't been confirmed, but you know, it seems like there's a lot of smoke there. Isn't how good how is it Bro- to be Kelsey? Yeah, that's how Brooke Shields and uh, Andre Agassi started dating. Just by throwing well, out yeah, like, she, I like him, how he plays tennis. I can't and remember if it was our senior Johnny just said, "Yo, God, I have such a crush on him." And next thing you know, Andre Agassi's people are like. Brooke Shields has a crush on me. Okay, let's let's roll. So. Yeah, that's how yeah. that, that's how uh, that works. Andy Roddick and Brooklyn Decker. He's what he's looking at the SI swimsuit edition in like 2004. Says I, I think she's nice looking. I'm gonna go out with her. And so his agent calls her agent. And they're married happily ever after in North Carolina with a couple of kids. Look at that. It's not fair. Look at that. It's not fair. How does that? Yeah, because I, I saw a Kelsey podcast or something. And they asked him about it. He went, no, I'd like to. And then, like, yesterday I saw him walking off a plane with Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good – it's, right, it's, it's it, I tell you, the rich just get richer. It's Me, a single and 50, so I guess, the, it's just uh, not, not so much. I don't, I don't know if I could pull that off. Should I try it, J.G.? It's like, hey, you know, I mean – You just have to speak. Well, like J.G. Yeah. would tell you, move your mountains. You can speak and uh, maybe like, – Like they all said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. It's true. And Michael Jordan said, you know, I, I succeed because I'm not afraid to fail. Yeah, the girl looks yeah, at me and says, so, no, I'm not going to date Uncle Fester. Are you kidding me? Come on. No, yeah, well, you, you find, <laughs> find another area. <laughs> Garzy, when do you take off? Uh, tomorrow, I gotta imagine. We are leaving tomorrow. Yep, heading over to Evanston, a night game over there, which will be a nice departure from the usual eleven o'clock kicks that we've had over there in, in rainy and drainy and draining Evanston. So to have one in September uh, during the at night, it's going to be a little bit different. But it's a game the Gophers cannot afford to lose. It is a very important game for them to kind of get back on the right track after North Carolina. Yeah, the, I heard some uh, comments uh, about maybe a lack of accuracy from uh, from a throwing uh, a quarterback and and various things going on. Uh, you know, so where, where are we sitting with the Gophers? Where, where what's the identity? Do we have one yet? Do we have an identity yet, uh, Garzy, with this year's Gophers team? Probably, probably not. Probably not. I think they're still trying to figure it out. Obviously, they've run the ball well two weeks in a row. I think you know that the freshman from Detroit, Darius Taylor, has moved into the the first running back position. He's been outstanding so far. So you got that. But what we thought the identity would be, more of a throwing team, it hasn't connected. And, And that was the disappointing part about Saturday. I think universally, from the Gopher fans that made the trip, to me watching it, to P.J. Fleck himself, about as frustrated as I've heard him in a conversation with me. And we even talked about it on the coaches show on Tuesday. I said, I've, I've interviewed you after losses, obviously. And I, that was probably the most frustrated I've heard you. And I think it's just because they felt like they missed chances. It's one thing if you feel like a team is just better than you and they're just boat racing you up and down the field. But when you dial up a play and everything works except the throw and the catch uh, multiple times, or you feel like you have Drake may contained, but you let go for a second and he throws it 40 yards down the field. Like, Against better teams, that's the margin for error, and I think everybody was just frustrated with how it went down on Saturday. So I'm curious to see kind of their approach this Saturday offensively, if they try to get Ethan going a little bit, because I don't think he's as bad as he showed on Saturday. We've seen him play much better, but he does have to start playing better if this particular team, given how they tried to build it, is is going to have the season that they want to have. On guard with Justin Guard, you know, college football, uh, from this standpoint, you're going down to play Northwestern, and obviously they – uh, they made news uh, before the season. You got a former uh, Bison assistant that's now uh, heading up that situation at Northwestern. 
I, uh, of course, Colorado has been the epicenter now with Dion's arrival mm-hmm. and their subsequent thing. You know, Michigan State, you know, announcing fire plans to fire Mel Tucker, but allegations that are going on. When you look at some of these, Alabama maybe isn't the Alabama that we're used to seeing them as, and other teams are kind of factoring in. So, guards, when you when you look at college football, is it is it Dion? And then everybody pales in comparison uh, in, in college football today. That story. Well, he's certainly the the shiny new penny. I'm obsessed with all of it. By the way, I love all of it. <laughs> I think I think just the the Molotov cocktail that he's thrown into the whole bit is tremendous. Now we'll see. They've got a tough game this weekend against Oregon, but I'll say something happened that never happened yesterday. As I'm driving in to work, Jack Michael, yes, sir, I'm listening to Sirius XM College. Uh, Sports Radio, Channel 84. My favorite show is Chris Childers and Rick Neuheisel, the old uh, UCLA, Washington, and Colorado sure. coach. And who are they teasing that's coming up at the top of the hour? Your boy, Mark? the voice of the Buffaloes, Mark Johnson, <laughs> yeah. with the, the pipes only rivaled by you. And well, I said, I don't, in the, in the decade plus I've been listening to this show, I don't think Mark Johnson has ever needed to make an appearance on this program. And that tells you everything you need to know that your boy is now big time on. Sirius XM, ESPNU, Channel 84. He has. <laughs> I bet he's enjoying it. He, well, he is. And, and the kicker on, on Johns is that, uh, you know, you know, he's the voice of Syracuse, and he went over to Colorado, and he's had these these big moments. And you're right. His pipes are just Harlan-esque uh, uh, pipes. And, and, you know, we, we have Mark on from time to time. And, uh, you know, I, I think what was the last thing uh, he said, and you'll agree with this, uh, Garzi, the last place you want to be is people be apathetic, to your yes. team, and yeah. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, you either either hate us or love us or scream at us that you got to be better, you should be better, or you're great and all this. You don't want people to sit there feeling sorry for it. And 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 John's was saying, you know, Colorado was kind of in that apathetic range, you know, not anymore, obviously. Well, I'll say, being there two years ago, they were in that range. Yeah. And I remember, I remember standing there in Boulder behind the press box, looking at these beautiful mountains looking at this beautiful stadium, having just been in the beautiful town and going, man, this should be a place that's rocking. Like, you could really get it going here. What a cool place to be. And obviously, Dion has. And I just like that it's totally different. Um, You know, like everything, it's getting stupid. Like, there's, you know, people are now saying that, uh, you know, why why does Dion have all this hate? Why don't people like him? I think Dion's one of the most beloved people we've had in the last 30 years from his doing baseball and football to his time on NFL Network, like, I think we were all just curious. How's it going to look? How's it going to work? When you run in and gas an entire team and <laughs> just start over, like, how's it going to look? And we'll see. There's obviously a lot of story to be told, but when you have your kid who's a great quarterback and it's unfortunate that, that Hunter got hurt, you know, Travis Hunter may be one of the best players in the country because that's a good starting place. And which kid, what kid is not going to want to be a part of that? So I hope he stays there for a long time. I like when somebody different gets a turn. I know Colorado's had historic success, obviously, national champion. You know, back when I was a kid, what, 1990, right. they had Heisman Trophy winners come out of there. But it's been a really long time since they were a legitimate factor in the bit. And I always like – I just feel good for fans. I think you and I have talked about this for a long time. You right. know, fans that spend the money and buy the tickets and invest in their team, if it's their alma mater, whatever it is, like you want to feel like your team is important and has important moments and has big games. And I always like it when a group of fans gets a spiritual awakening, uh, for lack of a better term. And that's what your guy, Coach Prime, has done out there. So I, I've loved all of it. I, I Actually, I was sleeping. I, I came home and went to bed for the 
Colorado, Colorado State game, but it doesn't feel like I missed anything because that's all anybody talked about for two days it, after. It, yeah, it has a st- it, it really stays with you until the next time Colorado plays, and then it, yep. now now it'll be Oregon and Colorado, whatever the fallout is coming up this weekend. Well, you know who the happiest camper in the planet is right now. I think he's still there. Is Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big Twelve, because he's losing Texas and Oklahoma, and boom. All of a sudden, this yeah. traveling circus comes to your conference. I mean, talk about uh, an embarrassment. And they, they, they couldn't have happened to that conference at a better time if you look at everything that's going on. It's tremendous. It's it's all good. And like I said, I hope he sticks around there. Obviously, they're going to find the money to pay him, whatever it is. And we'll see We'll see where it can go. And, yeah, the Big 12 is going to have, you know, given the people that left it and their turmoil that they were in a year or two ago, Hopefully this is this can be something where they can kind of resettle in, and, and now the Pac-12 is you know having one of the the best years they've ever had, and half the teams are leaving, right? I mean, well, half the teams, I would say, you've you got know, Washington, three quarters of them, yeah. You've got a couple of huge brands that are leaving and having good seasons, by the way. I mean, the Pac-12 might have at least one team in the playoff, and that team will be in the Big Ten or Big Twelve a year from now. Yeah, all of a sudden. Amazing. It's like that, Derek, when you were explaining I was thinking all of a sudden Jan Brady was the homecoming queen. Well, because, I mean, I would have lost a lot of money. If you had told me four years ago that the conference that was going to collapse was the Pac-12 and the Big 12 would be intact and stronger than ever, I would have said you're crazy. That I would I would not have – that's why I don't bet. That's why I'm not a waging person right. like all the guys in the power trip. Gargi, to your point, <laughs> Gargi, to your point on in, in, in remaining minutes here or so, the uh, when you talk about impact into a community or a metro or a team or a college or a pro team, you know, PJ had a bit of a swirl when he got into Dinky Town. There, I mean, uh, Brent Favre had a little big of a swirl when he, got to, when he came by helicopter in there. But you know, like from D- Dion to Boulder and what he's doing is akin to what, in your estimation, that you have maybe seen closer to oh. Minneapolis-St. Paul. Anything that, that that's remotely close? Man, that this fast? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, no, I'd have to say it would probably be like when Maya Moore got drafted here. I think oh. Lynx won a, ti- a title in her rookie year. But in terms of where it's what every single person is talking about, Favre would be Th- the one. That was what I was going to say. Favre probably. Yeah. Summer of 2009 when it was announced that, you know, and yeah. obviously he wasn't going to go stay at Gage Hall. That was, I mean, you could pretty much say that, but the right. rumors were swirling around. And when he came to town, that was euphoria. I remember that very well. Yep. Yeah, I mean, when we had the, yeah, the, the helicopter, the news helicopters are following the, whatever it was, Suburban or Escalade, Brad Childers picking them up at Flying Cloud, or I think it was St. Paul, actually, St. Yep. Paul Holman Field. Um, picking them up at the airport and, and you're following the, the SUV like it's OJ right. all the way back to Winter Park. So I'd say Brett. I'd say Brett well, um, would be the closest. And the only thing I, could, I think that could compare to that, but it only lasted a week, was when Herschel Walker came on the scene and ran by the Packers in the first game. Yeah, and then to shoe off. Yeah, yeah and then everything yeah. went downhill after that. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, but – for, for that time there, it was they pick him up and he runs all over Green Bay. He couldn't be happier, and boy, it got it went bad right after that. Is he in a no lose situation now, Garzi? Uh, Dion, is, is is he no no? There's still no, some no leash. Yes, he's in a no lose. No Absolutely. lose. Yes, I thought you meant no win. Yeah, he's it's all it's good being Dion, man. It's uh, it's good, yeah. and he deserves it. I mean, great great career professionally. Obviously, has been a great was a great broadcaster. 
did great stuff at Jackson State, and now he's you know turning it around there. I mean, but I, yeah, I'm obsessed with the whole vibe just because it's so atypical, right? It's kind of like when USC was good with Pete Carroll, except he wasn't really driving it. It was you know it was more the players, but you know when Snoop's on the field and Will Ferrell's on the field <laughs> right. and all these things are going on, it's we're, yeah. I mean, we're just where the circus is in town. And I mean, think of all the people that were in Boulder last Friday. You know, all the shows. Sixty minutes was sixty minutes was in Boulder. Yeah. Just like sixty minutes. E- exactly right. So if people ever wondered, like, hey, does football is football really a good front porch to the rest of the school or community? Yeah. Um, hmm. Just watch. Here's your test. I mean, they've done test studies on it, but just look at the last three weeks. It's just absolutely absurd what Colorado's Q score, as they say in the business, must be right now. Well, that's true because. And I had a bunch of Facebook memories pop up today of game day, the first one. Right. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that the uh, football program, and really sports in general, can be the front porch of the program. I mean, there, I mean, there's no question. Where this world has collided, so on that 60 Minutes piece, I mean, uh, you ever expect back in the day you'd sit down and in and, 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 and like two breaths, they're talking about how like Vladimir Zelensky is asking for more support <laughs> for, for, a, for, for like, like, a, like a, a war to, to stave yeah. off the Russians to save the world, and then... And Deion Sanders, I'm like these two shouldn't be should be in the same yeah. breath of a promo. But that's you're right, Garzy. That's where we are right now with that. And how sick is it that I went right through President Zelensky on the DVR and went to Dion? So I'll catch up with Ukraine later. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, like like you're going. I need to, I need I, this info. I got I got to get to Boulder first. Let me see what Dion said. No. Yeah, I should probably go back and watch it now. Now I feel guilty. Well, I now we check I, in on some other things. Right. Sadly, you're not alone. Let me. I'm not. I'm not saying this to put you in a comfortable spot. I just kind of look at it as more of a go for fan. You know, I, when PJ came here, we know the salesperson he is, and just kind of that very Type A personality, whatever. So it's not really on the coach prime level, but there's a lot of stuff that goes along with what he brings to the table, right? There, you know, all the phrases and all that, and we kind of are in an interesting situation where a lot of that. Do I say plateaued? I mean, there's got to be a shot in the arm for him. As you said, you know, it all comes down to winning and losing, and he's won a lot, and he's won games. I mean, if you'd have told me that they would beat an SEC team like Auburn a couple years ago in a bowl game, I said you're crazy. But they're kind of in that stuck-in-the-mud situation now, and they need some type of win, and they have the opportunities here this year with some big games where maybe that can give him a little jolt. Do you agree? Uh, I look at it a little different. Like, it's just, to me, it's so hard to – it's so hard to win consistently when you haven't. It's hard to like, break through. And it's going to be even harder, by the way, once the Big Ten expands like we talked about and has 50 teams and, and all these brands that are breaking in. Um, I think Saturday, that's why they were so disappointed, Derek, because I think that would have given them a nice boost on, in terms of how this season is going to go. Like, you go and you beat Northwestern, the, the hardcore Gopher fans are going to be happy. They're going to be excited. It, for, for Minnesota, it's all about capturing the casuals because this is a pro sports town. And I've always said the quickest trip on and off the bandwagon in Minneapolis is for Gopher sports, any of them, football, basketball, women's basketball, hockey, whatever it is. If they're winning, people jump in. If they have a loss or two or they don't feel like they're going to win at the highest of high levels, they jump off. Um, But I think to, to answer your question, like jolting the arm isn't really what I would think. I mean, I just think they have to they they have to stay where they have been which is in the like a game or two away from the West the last three or four years. They're hosting a game against Wisconsin in 19 to win it. The Purdue game last year absolutely you know, crippled them. That was a disastrous loss. Two years before that, it was, I think, the Iowa game down there. Um, they've just lost the wrong games. 
You know, they haven't lost a ton of games. They've just lost the wrong games that would have catapulted them into a different bit, if that makes sense. But they've been in the mix every single year in the last couple until the last few weeks of the season. And just knowing what it was like, you know, even you know, when, when Brewster was here and when Jerry Kill was here, and they were in the mix a little bit with Jerry, obviously went to a Citrus Bowl, had one opportunity to win the West. PJ's had a couple, and I think for me, that's really all I can ask for. And you just got to hope one of the years they get over this hump, beat Iowa, for example. They've beaten Wisconsin two years in a row, which when I started the job, we were in the middle of a stretch where they hadn't won since 2003. Wow. There were teenagers in Wisconsin that didn't know a life without Paul Bunyan's axe. So I think all of that is important as you kind of look at what PJ has done and what he hasn't done yet. And he hasn't cleared the final hurdle to win a West championship. This is the final year that they can have that opportunity, but he's done quite a bit else. And I think it's just hard when you had opportunities to clear that final hurdle and didn't. I agree. And you know, I just want to say, I don't want him to leave because I think you and I agree, JG, I, I just consistency is what I want right now. I don't want to because you're, you're playing a game of deal or no deal. You can end up with a Tim Brewster or or, or you know whatever. I mean, I, I just I want some. You consistency don't want to shuffle this back into a redo. No, no, yeah. no. please. And like I no. said, I think I think he's done a good job. I yes, mean, I, I think he's done a really good job recruiting wise. I think he's done well. I mean, you look at you know people don't understand, especially now in NIL, what teams like Minnesota are up against when it comes to. <laughs> Who, what you're competing with and who you're competing with. I mean, they had, you know, we're talking about Oregon and Colorado. You know, they have a great running back a couple of years ago that plays because some guys get hurt, Bucky Irving, and now he's in Oregon. Do you think it's because he magically thought, I want to see what life is like in the Pacific Northwest? <laughs> or do you think that, you know, something, that, you think there may have been some calls that happened that very few programs can match? So it's just, it's a really weird time in college sports. It's a really unique time in college sports and teams like Minnesota that maybe don't have the, the financial backing or the, the big, you know, last 25 years of tradition or whatever, they're up against it. So I try to get that story out as much as I can, because this is even going back to Jerry kill. This has been a really good decade of gopher football um, from 2013, 14 to where we are now. That's why there was six, 7,000 gopher fans in Chapel Hill this past weekend. They're all about my age. They've all been tailgating at the stadium since it opened. They've all got little kids now, or they're hanging out with their buddies that just want to go on a great road trip. And it's just totally a different feel than when I started in 2011. And that's a credit to PJ. That's a credit to Jerry and everybody that I think has, has really churned it a little bit in the last decade or so to get it back to where you can say, man, do they need a jolt when they've won, you know, nine games, nine games, COVID year, 11 games. I mean, that's, that's a good run, and then you take what Jerry did as well. It's it's been a good decade. Gophers in Northwestern. We've got the game for you. Pre-game at uh, at four forty. I want to say. Does that sound right, uh, Garzy? Six forty kick. Uh, Six forty kick. We'll start at four thirty. I don't start till about four forty though. So if you want no, to skip Grim and DC, that's what I wanted. <laughs> and, uh, and we wait, love wait, Mike. We love you, but you know, wait we... for the good. Wait for the good stuff in second segment when I take over. <laughs> there are some good ones. Ohio State, Notre Dame uh, this week, and Iowa and Penn State. And I and if your yeah. ears were if your ears were twitching. I uh, we had a game at uh, did a game at Boise State on Saturday, Guardsy, and it was an 11 a.m. Central start time. And all I could think is Justin Guard, man. Almost every week in that Big Ten, he's doing games at 11 o'clock. I'm watching the sun come out of the foot. I was going, man, this is kind of early for a football game. So I don't know if I like it or not. You know, you certainly get home or get you know on a decent time, but uh, you know, you know, when you... 11 o'clock's on the road in the Big Ten are Eesh. godsend. They're the best because I'm home by seven o'clock. Yeah, those are the best. You know, 
especially like Purdue. It's like two turns out of the stadium and you're at the airport and you're in the air in about an hour. Oh, nice. That, that is good. Yeah. Uh, I got back and, and uh, we got back off the charter and I had to wait two hours for Colorado and Colorado State to start. The, the good news is that game lasted till like four in the morning Eastern time anyway. Yeah. So that was, that was good to exactly. see. Justin, what's exactly. coming up on that? It's Thursday. What do we got on bumper to bumper? What, what can you tease us with today? We have former Viking quarterback Sean Salisbury joining at 3.30, his weekly uh, bit to talk NFL and Vikings. Vikings in a must-win this Sunday, as we all know. Uh, Aaron Gleeman from the Athletics to talk Twins. They could clinch today even though they don't play. Right. And with wild training camp starting today, general manager Bill Guerin will join at 5 o'clock. So oh, that's always fun. One. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Uh, now the conversation with Dan and Billy, are they're, uh, they're epic, by the way. Loved your conversation, by the way. We talked with Kerry Eads, former UND great about uh, Henry, Henry Boucher, Boucher yeah. and that was really Luminani on. Yep. And obviously, uh, I got to know Henry a little bit, uh, meeting him a couple times, and that uh, really a sports legend, not just a hockey legend. I think he kind of gets forgotten about a lot, but what a player he was. And to think he never got off the ice when he played in high school is just crazy. It's crazy. No. Yeah, it Unreal. was fun to hear Louie. Unfortunately, for the why we had to have Louie tell those stories, but, man, yeah. he had some good ones about Henry. That was unbelievable. The legendary Justin Gardigan, 4.30, I guess, but 4.40 is when you want to tune in for that to the Gophers. And <laughs> and, and I do want to recommend, if you go to the, the flagship of the Fan Radio Network's website, uh, Latroy Hawkins on, was it Tuesday? And I, I got yeah. to know Latroy pretty well over the years. I really got to be, almost be friends with him when he was with the Twins, and we keep in touch a little bit, not like we used to, but uh, just talking about racism being alive after the Alexander Madison oh, situation and some of the stories that Latroy. If you don't think uh, racism is uh, still a situation, I know a lot of people politically sometimes well, uh, that was that was jaw dropping. Yeah. yeah, it was devastating. And what I told Dan was. After that, I said just how matter of fact Latroy was about all of it. You know what I mean? Like, which just, yeah, this is what happens. This is what happened to me. This is what still happens to me. It's what happens to all of us, man. I mean, that was. It, it's. Uh, I'm glad you brought should, it up. We should. We should know. I mean, but it was another reminder of, you know, they're dealing with stuff that is unthinkable at times, and and quite frankly, ridiculous that they're still dealing. Yeah, with we it. don't know. Even more in our trips with Wills, and and when he would tell me about the whites only, and uh, they pull up and mm. and trying to be served, you know, when when someone had to serve him out of the back of a kitchen because he couldn't come in because it was whites only. And Maury would, of course, he was feisty. He'd say, "I'd rather starve. Take your food back." But I'm thinking, and I turned to Wills all the time and said, "You know, that wasn't that long ago." I know. <laughs> you know, I know. The sad part. It, it, it's not like the 1800s no. here. We were talking about. A couple, you know, a few decades ago. Well, I remember we had Dick Braber on to talk about his book, and he said, you know, he grew up in Missouri, and he wanted to go swimming with his African-American neighbor. He says, well, I can't go to that pool. I mean, yeah. think that Dick's amazing? not that Darcy, old, just Justin. Like... I mean, seriously, it just, it's. I know. Oh, it's sad. Uh. I know. It, it's, it's worth everybody's time, though, because it was about 10 minutes right there at the end, and it was just a good reminder that, you know, the cliche, as we all say it, is we've come a long way, but we're not there. And, and that sounds trite to say it, but it's true. It's just true, sadly. And what I took from Latroy at the end was just like, there's good people. He goes, because Dan asked him, how did you get through? How did you not go nuts on all these people? He says, I focus on the good people, man. That's what, that's who I focused on. So hopefully we can all be the good people that, that Latroy and others can focus on. Yeah, good stuff today, uh, Garzy. Man, we, uh, I owe you two extra smoothies. We kept you longer than, uh, than, than, than possible today. Well, we did sign that prenup. I guess it's three. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. I mean, three guests today. It's a three-hour show. Like I told you two weeks ago, I'm literally sitting in my house by myself about to leave. I mean, it's, it, I got, I'm just lonely, man. I, I'd sit here all day with you guys, really. <laughs> Waiting to get I, to I, Evanston. I, look, I just looked yeah. at, at Ryan Field, having never been there. 
Uh, eh, you know, you got you got room. No. room to, no. Okay. All right. Yeah. I was... Every time I go there, I said. <laughs> every time I go there, I say, "How did these guys win the West twice? What, <laughs> are the, what are the what excuse do the rest of us have?" But credit to them. They yeah. Obviously, I mean, we know what they're doing with Fitzgerald and everything, and that that didn't end well. And that whole thing is, you know, crazy on all sides. But they. It, it is amazing. It shows you it can be done anywhere. If Northwestern can do it, everybody can do it. Let's get her done. Justin, uh, you're a champ, man. Uh, have a good call this weekend, you and the gang, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, buddy. Thanks, JG. We will. Thanks. See you guys. Justin Gard, catch my bumper to bumper with Dan Barrero, weekdays, right here on 740 The Fan. And yes, Derek, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up. You can go to kfan.iheart.com or kfan.com will take you to that uh, that main site. And, uh, and you can hear some of those uh, comments on that. Quick time out. We'll come back. Lots to get to Thursday. We're heading into a busy weekend. You've got a wedding. I've got a football game. I'm not getting married. I just want to make that clear. That's so. right. Are you, uh, the boy's getting married. Are you, uh, uh, do you have a role in the wedding? I am. I'm the officiant, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> you got the a lot role. of pressure, yes. That's it. And I've, I've done a few. I've, I've really studied the, uh, you know. I got the plan. Do you have a go-to? Do you have a, you have a good idea? We'll see how it goes. <laughs> As you and I are, they outline out a script, right? So yeah. that's how we go. Outline, got some heartfelt. Uh, mm-hmm. Will there be a tear shed? Let's hope not. At the, I got to keep my cool, right? So. <laughs> it's, it's been, a, I mean, it's, it's, it's something to think about. It's this, tough when you this whole week is just, uh, well, this whole week is like, wow. But it's tough when you Can appreciate. Can I go back into 2014? Yeah. Just my biggest excitement was going to wrestling meets. And boy, here we right, are. Right, that was it. But you've done public address for the Bison, right? Oh, You're yeah, the PA not, voice I'm of the Bison and all that. But it's funny when, when family's involved and, and, and then that yeah, I'm not too worried about it. I don't want to set you up for Bob. We'll come back on, on the flip side more next on 740 The Fan. No one covers more sports than 740 The Fan. To get all the sports action, the fan vehicle will drive through snow or thunderstorms to cover your local sports team, high school tournaments, and college games. So the next time you're out, look for us on the road and give us a friendly honk. Thanks to Muscatel Ford, Olsen Pools and Spas, Linux, and CI Sport with a perfect assist to help us get to all of the events. Here in a, on our emails, and you get emails from everybody, you know, people that want airtime or want to bring an author on, so it's not uncommon in our business to um, uh, to get all these emails. Derek is show host, and you get them all the time and have forever. So I, I saw one today that came in uh, from uh, CasinoReviews.net. And what it, and I'm not even sure if there's if they want a guest or not, or just throwing out information. Well, they probably want something, but but it but it analyzed Google searches. For 153 teams across the NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB, and MLS. And they looked at a number of searches for each team and nickname as well as searches. You know, they they went through all of it. And then they broke down all that data and and they came out with their list of the most popular sports teams in the United States of America by – uh, the, the the searches in which people across the country have searched for. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys at number one. The Philadelphia Phillies, second. The Yankees, despite Derek not having a really memorable season, at number three. The doesn't Al- surprise me, though. No, doesn't. I guess even when you're doing bad, they, they, they want to, you know, they're yep. searching. 
Uh, the Braves, the Atlanta Braves four, and the Miami Heat at number five. The Heat. I want. It must be a lot of Floridians down there that are letting their. Uh, yeah, the Heat. Yeah, but a lot, a lot of the people from Florida aren't from Florida, so they're like Celtics or Knicks fans. That kind of ca- catches. Because remember, the Knicks and Heat had this huge rivalry. Well, because yeah, a lot of New Yorkers are there, so there's fights in the stands, fights on the floor. You know, you My know. guess is you're going to nail this one through five, Derek. So then they broke down America's most popular sports leagues of those that I just gave you. It would be the NBA, NHL, NFL, MLB, MLS. I think the only question for me would be what's number two. <laughs> okay, so, so you're right. The NFL, number one, um, uh, 26 voting, whatever way they put this down. But the NFL, oh, number of states where a team in this league is most popular. That's what they did oh, by I state. See, I see. So uh, you're right. NFL, number one. What would you think would be number two? Oh, man. Well, it's between baseball and basketball, okay. but I just don't know. I want to say basketball is garnering more TV ratings, so I'm going to go with basketball. Number three, MLB still sitting Isn't at two. That, well, good for them because that does surprise me a little bit. But I think what the, that is, Jack, because within certain states, baseball is probably number one more than basketball is. Right. Is that because you know, yep, Missouri? Yep. Well, and baseball had 16 states, uh, NBA seven, so they, they, they've got a – you know, a okay, little so bit now of I'm a, cheating. I'm looking at Missouri. Yeah, because the Cardinals would be number one. That does not surprise me. And yep. It doesn't surprise me the Chiefs are number two. The uh, the five most popular sports teams in each state. Now, of these categories, of the we're not talking about collegiate yeah. here. The five most popular sports teams in each state, one through five. Um, so I would write to North Dakota. Does this, I guess, makes sense? The first three, Derek. Vikings. I'm a little surprised that the Wild are three. Yeah, the Twins are second. I mean, I'm not surprised the Vikings and Twins. We're talking about pro teams, right? I'm a little surprised that the Wild are that high because oh. we've done a lot of research, right? I mean, over the years, North Dakota at the radio stations that I've had. So I've seen this. Now they would just go by sports, and I, I'm talking about a research thing that we did many years ago. So I don't think I'm in different owners in this place. I don't think right, I'm right. trading away any secrets, but it was the Vikings, Twins. Bison football, and then UND hockey, and then everything else, and then everything else. But just on pro sports teams, yeah. Just so, pro. so North Dakota on this on this yep. data: Vikings, Twins, Wild, Packers, Cowboys. State of North Dakota, not shocking. Look at South Dakota. Okay, Vikings, Twins, Packers, yeah. Broncos, Cowboys. None of that surprises me. Living in Sioux Falls, zero. Because first of all, you know you're talking Rapid City's probably more Broncos fans than they are. You're right. Viking fans. Growing up in Western North Dakota, we had as many Bronco right. fans than there were Viking fans. The Packer f- thing is kind of interesting, but you know, if you're doing a survey of a lot of folks in the Upper Midwest here, before 1961, there were no Vikings, and so my dad has always had a kind of a thing because he was old enough to remember, you know, pulling for the Packers before we got the Vikings, and yeah. so he doesn't hate the Packers as much because, well, back in the roots of him loving football was watching Paul Horning and those guys, it's, right? and it's amazing how the Packers show up. You know, certainly a lot of Midwest, but how the Packers just, uh, they find well, in a way to... in a medium-sized market of Milwaukee and obviously uh, Green Bay, which I've been to a few times, size of Fargo, literally. No. Yeah. So I mean, You don't think about that. I like how it comes down to Texas, Dallas. But, you know, here's interesting. Is. Here's why baseball is number two over basketball. Like, Pennsylvania is interesting because, you know, Philadelphia is going to outdo, but. 
for the Phillies to be the number one kind of surprised me over the Eagles or the Steelers, right? That kind right. of surprises me a you know, little they've, bit. They've, they've been certainly relevant. Yeah. But so, you're right. That does shock me a little bit. But, you know, as far as some of the other things, I, I just uh, – like, I, I guess you look at Massachusetts, It's the, I was surprised that the Celtics, Celtics were one, the Patriots two, Bruins three, and the, oh, Red, the Red Sox, Sox are four. And then, and, the, and then Tampa Bay five for Massachusetts. What's your story with that? Well, I, I suppose the, the, if Tom went to Tampa, when do they do the? I don't know. So, so we're, I don't know what that would be. What what that would be about at all? Yeah, but, but you're right. It's got to be Tom Brady going to Tampa. Yeah, right? like like they must have. Uh, you know when when yeah. So yeah, that's uh yeah, that's an interesting thing. So I'm glad they. I can't imagine as much as Tom Brady was what he was in the Boston area. I still can't imagine a Viking player or a twin player where I would go buy their jersey if they're with, you know, wearing, as Jerry Seinfeld said, different laundry. Different laundry. Like, I love that in Thielen. I love the story. He's a very nice man. You yeah. and I have talked to him many times. He's yeah. about as down to earth. I ain't buying no yeah. Tyler Axe's Carolina jersey. I, 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 hope, right. I hope Adam keeps a Carolina jersey to put in his uh, coffers so years down the road he can show that he also was a Panther and da da da. Right. But from a, a fan standpoint, to your point, my Thielen jersey is going to have Viking nineteen. Yeah, and he'll. I think he even said, you know, right. I'm always a Viking. Just as it's a part of my transition, I always got to do it. You know, and I think for, you know, you and I, it's it's different. I mean, we have loyalties. We've worked at different radio stations, sure. but there's something about, you know, you and I have been off and on at this station for what twenty some years. Well, twenty five yeah. years if you think about it, going back to twenty six years, and yeah. then obviously over on our sister station KFGO. You know, there's some loyalty there. It's hard to think of working anywhere else, but sometimes things happen. Yeah. And I think that that's why I can relate to Adam a little bit because we've been down right. this road it, a little bit before personally. Yeah, life uh, life kind of takes different paths mm-hmm. that are going For on. Sure. The paths the Twins are taking are right to that AL Central Championship, knock on wood. But uh, Gardzi's right. Uh, the Twins could wake up tomorrow without playing tonight and have sewn up the division. And then from that point on, where are the dominoes? Right, what dominoes are going to fall to these guys need rest? What dominoes uh, fall to here's where we're going to set up our rotation, at least for the first few? Do we stay on tack here? You know, what dominoes are going to fall into the 26 guys that are going to be on that team, at least for that first series coming up? But the the most intriguing thing, I think, Derek, on all of this, and I'm glad the fan also covers Major League Baseball as well, is is the other races going on? Oh man, the, in the American League and even a little bit in the National. So that that's the big thing. Am we, I weird if I want the Orioles to win tonight? Because I'd like the chance for them to celebrate at Target Field tomorrow. Like, like have I, a, and in Cleveland, I know starts a little bit earlier tomorrow night too, so they could know before the game ends. But at least the fans can look up at the scoreboard and they can celebrate like in the seventh inning. You know, they look at their phones. Right. I just like the opportunity for the twin Twins fans who bought tickets for this weekend to celebrate that a little bit while to have it live in action where instead of many of us will be in bed tonight and right. 9.30 all oh, of a sudden. So you're, you want it to happen tomorrow. Right, because yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Right? I mean, Cleveland's yeah. not going to run the table and the Twins aren't going to lose every game. Right. The the best the, the, the movie line here is is uh, is you go out tomorrow and you beat the Angels and maybe it's even a walk-off and that secures it. Obviously, that would be the, the Hollywood kind of thing. Uh, the other part would be maybe find out in the sixth or seventh inning while yes. you have a lead and that ribbon comes up on target field scoreboard, it shows that Cleveland has fallen to Baltimore. Yes. And then the crowd goes nuts. Yeah. Th- and then it's just a party way, for the right. remainder of the game. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's what I want to see. Yeah. I want to see, you know, and 
maybe Cleveland even wins t- tomorrow night, tonight and tomorrow night, and then the Twins wrap it up on their own. That's the ideal scenario because I've been a part of that in 2003, and that was fun. It was, and I know we're up against the clock. Uh, common man coming up. Uh, what's coincidental or ironic or what have you is last night the Kansas City Monarchs yes. defeating Chicago on a walk-off base hit. The base hit, a single up the middle that scored the winning run from second. Last year's championship, the Red Hawks, Leobaldo Pena, a single up the middle that scored the winning run in a, in a championship. Unreal. So Kansas City is, uh, has won that. Uh, has won and that I guess, beat. you know, even though they're kind of division rivals, I'm, I'm happy for that organization because they've done it. The Monarchs well. are just their loaded team. And, yeah. uh, and uh, they, you know, you're up against them every year. And uh, the Red Hawks fell to them two, uh, a couple years ago. And a title just couldn't couldn't pull it off. Then returned that favor last year, and the Red Hawks, of course, went on and won it. And then this year, uh, Kansas City right back on top. So the AA season officially done. Now we're ready for the end of September uh, with the uh, the AA team that's going to be represented down in that big World Baseball Classic that's going on. Uh, football tomorrow night, Barnesville and Holly. Yes, don't think I need to say much more than that. It's homecoming. Yeah, I think it's a it's a it's a strikeout, a cancer night. It is the the battle for Lee's paddle. Uh, coming up uh, tomorrow, Lee Eklund, long t- uh, co- former coach at Holly there, yes. uh, as you knew. Yeah, I know him pretty well. Um, yeah. They're recognizing, I think, track and field teams and various other teams. Tomorrow yeah, the Barnes- Wall of Honor, as we do for Wall homecoming. Wall of Honor. What, what time should I get there, Derek? Um, I get there early enough to see if they, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what they got going on with a pregame meal or whatever. Mm-hmm. I know the Booster Club many times has burgers and that type of thing. Okay. You know what really made me feel kind of old and bad about? I'm very happy for... You know the the king and queen, but when it's your yeah. high school friends as kids, it, it kind of home. puts it in perspective. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> I mean, it's a week of two. You know, two friends of mine's kids right. are the homecoming right. king and queen, and then the boys getting married tomorrow. It's, I mean, I I, ah. I gotta go get my Geritol. Welcome honey. to life. Yeah, <laughs> welcome to life. But just think, eventually you're gonna get to an age where your dinner is gonna be three dollars off. Well, that's fine, but that's coming too soon. <laughs> that's the whole problem. Thanks to Justin Gard joining us today. Thank you to Kyle Elfrink uh, joining us today. Our and fantasy I'm curious. Guru. I can't. I'm going to go back and listen to it because obviously I'll be busy at the wedding. Yeah, but I, I'm. You have, you've never really seen that power T this o- offense in action like this. Well, I've called Cal Poly for a number of years. How different is it from there? Uh, well, with Cal Poly, do you know where the ball is usually? I mean, you have a decent idea, but. You know, you got to pay Zach attention. Zach hides it well, not as well as my little cousin Adam yeah. did. But he, I talked he, with Peter Nats this week. Head coach of Holly goes, "Oh yeah, they we have to tackle everybody. We have to tackle <laughs> this guy, that guy, the quarterback." That he yeah. goes, "It was a lot like like when you played the visor that ran the veer. Had to tackle the pitch guy. Had to tackle the fullback. Had to tackle the quarterback." I'm curious how that's going to play out. Yeah, yeah, well, good stuff. It's interesting. I wouldn't want to prepare for it. Ugh. Enjoy your wedding. I will. May, it's not uh, my wedding. Well, I mean, enjoy the wedding <laughs> that, that you're officiating. Looking in, forward and, to it. The Thank boy. you very much. Uh, congratulations. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's good stuff on that. Thanks to the team. Uh, stick around. Common Man is coming up next right here on 740 The Fan. And 107.3 FM, we are KNFL.